Trigger warning. The episode you're about to listen to may contain graphic content, sexual acts, and violent acts toward men, women, and children. If you are easily offended by such content, please do not listen any further. Also, my content may contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If you are easily offended by any of the, any of the above that I stated, please do not listen any further. And as a side note, all persons are innocent until proven guilty. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hey everybody. So the title of this episode, which is episode 4, is going to be called Innocent Until Proven Guilty. A couple days ago, a story broke out in the town I live in, of Denham Springs, Louisiana, about a police officer who wasn't a rookie, per se, but he wasn't a veteran either. He had about maybe a, about three or four years on the force, and his name was Reed Copeland. Now, I'm going to precipice this podcast by saying that all parties are innocent until proven guilty. So this is just not really focusing on the crime that he's accused of or whether or not he's guilty or innocent of it. But if he is guilty, this is this will be a learning lesson for me, especially. I have known Officer Copeland for a few years now. And when I heard the charges brought against him, it shocked, it shocked me and it shook me. And it gave me a very chilling just outlook on how easy that these situational pedophiles can really hide amongst us. That is, of course, if he's guilty. Now, I'm not going to keep on saying if he's guilty or allegedly or anything like that from the remainder of this episode because I've already established that. This is just purely an opinion uh, piece episode, and I'm just going to speculate on how I felt, what went through my mind when I heard the story, and what I thought about and reflected about Officer Copeland since I've known him for a few years. Now, I say I know the man. I wasn't best friends with him or anything like that. He was one of those officers that kind of, I'll describe Reed to you, in his public image, very outgoing, you know, all smiles, handshake type of guy, right? You know, you could just easily approach him. He didn't have a, you know, that 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 badge, uh, you know, the badge is my superpower attitude that some police officers do carry with them. Uh, he just had kind of more of a laid back, you know, chilled vibe to him. So when I heard that he had a charge against him of felony carnal knowledge of a juvenile which in Louisiana is the technical term for statutory rape and that is the consensual sex of someone who can't consent between the ages of 13 and 16 it floored me that that's what he was being accused of because of all the things I could think of this man would be accused of something in the realms of, of pedophilia wouldn't be one of them I mean, I I could, you know, 
I would rather have believed that, you know, he was, you know, taking dope money or, or, you know, taking bribes or something else. But not this, because it just didn't. The conversations I had with the man. And he knew my stance on pedophiles, too. That was the scary part. He acted so subvert with who he was that he fooled me. And so I, I kind of reflect back, too, on people that worked with Denny Perkins in Livingston Parish. Or people that knew Denny Perkins, right? Maybe people that just casually knew him like I did. How they felt when they found out about Denny Perkins and Cynthia Perkins' charges. And I'll cover that those two individuals in another episode. Uh, if you want to, just look up Dennis Perkins, Livingston Parish, and you should see a bunch of articles about it. But yeah, Reed Copeland. Um, sorry for the elms, by the way. He just... It floored me. I mean, I, I don't know what else to really say. There was a lot of shock, anger, uh, despair. Because this was somebody that helped built up police relations in my community. This was somebody that was constantly proactive in the community. I mean, hell, he won the Lawman of the Year Award in May of 2022, and it's only... Uh, September 2022 right now. So only a few months later, he gets accused of this. But allegedly, from the students at the high school here in Dem Springs, they knew about his character. More so and better than the parents did. So one thing I'll tell you is that I don't have any children, and I definitely don't have any high school children. So if you parents are listening, if you have kids that are in high school, Talk to them more. Ask them, you know, about every aspect of their of their schooling, if you can. Get the conversation going. Tell them about this situation. Say, hey, do you have any bad feelings about anybody that that's at your school? And then start talking to their friends as parents. Get some group discussions going on because this is an ep epidemic and ongoing problem. And the worst thing is, is that if Reed Copeland is guilty then he is a situational pedophile because he didn't fit the atypical uh, standard profile for a pedolific pedophile, right? He he wasn't some basement dweller, some mama's boy or anything like that. This dude had a wife at one point, had, has a child, you know, had a child. And I'm not going to mention his wife's name or anything like that. And please, if you do know his wife's name, do not go and harass this lady or anything like that. They haven't, from what I... I remember Reed telling me a while back they were they were separated, so I'm assuming I don't know what the, the whole situation was. He never did get into it and let me know what I said. Hey, when he told me, I said, hey, man, if you want to talk about anything, just give me a call. You know, as a friend, as a casual friend, right? Just as somebody that was trying to offer some help. And I've had people tell me I need to distance myself away from any acknowledgement of this guy. But, you know, this was an eye-opening wake-up call for me as well is that there isn't hardly anybody you can trust in this world. People aren't who they seem, and these monsters do live amongst us. It got me to thinking who, you know, now I really am suspicious of anybody that I know of because it could be anybody. 
I mean, this guy didn't show off any signs that he was a pedophile, that he was a chauvinistic jerk or anything like that. Like, he was just pretty much a straight-laced guy. I didn't even hear dirty jokes out of him or, or dirty comments out of this guy, right? Like, normally, somebody that would kind of be lenient, leaning toward that uh, proclivity of that type of behavior, they might, you know, go overboard and excessive with some dirty jokes and everything like that. This dude hid this very well if he is guilty of all this if he is what they're accusing him of right and it is a shocker for sure and it did shake the uh the whole town of Dem springs because a lot of them did feel this guy was a good cop and he was a rising star on the force he had his whole life ahead of him so why do i find it hard to believe that he's innocent as well is that apparently he ran he fled now I'm not saying that's a sign of guilt but that definitely is not a sign of innocence either and it's not a good look on you if you're innocent it does not help your case at all if you're supposedly innocent in fact it's going to pretty much screw him over they caught him over in Irving, Texas, which is the area in Dallas-Fort Worth where the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport is at. Not saying that he was at the airport. They didn't say that or anything in any reports, but I would have to assume that if he was on the run, he was probably heading to that airport, maybe, and probably catching a flight. Or the other option is that he had friends out there and he was trying to hide out there. I mean... My first thought was that when he ran, he was probably going to go run back to where he's originally from, which I think was Arkansas or Missouri or something like that. Or go run for the border of Mexico. Well, he can't extradite. I don't know why he chose Dallas. I don't know why he chose that area. Maybe he was just cruising along that way. I don't know. But I know now that they caught him. His trial will probably start soon, and it's going to be rough for him. What's even more sad is that this young man is a veteran. He served in the Marines, became a cop, became a hero cop. And he knows the law better than better than I do, for sure. He knows what's going to happen if he if he's get if he's found guilty and he goes to prison. Because not only will he be labeled as a pedophile, he'll be labeled as a cop pedophile. And that's not a good fucking life for anybody. Sorry, y'all. That's not going to be a good life for that man. They do a lot of bad stuff to cops that go to prison. They do a lot of bad stuff to pedophiles that go to prison. So it's going to be doubly worse for him. For sure. Especially if they send him to Angola, DCI, Catahoula. One of these Louisiana prisons. They don't play that at any, at any of them. Really, a lot of places don't play that. I don't know what kind of special treatment he might get. I mean, this is our good old boy justice system, so there ain't no telling. <sighs> I just... I beat myself up, and I feel like a chump for believing in this guy. I feel like a chump as well, because... Maybe I could have saw something. Maybe I didn't. I mean, I don't know. It's hard, and I can I can kind of now relate 
I mean, I don't know the, the, the full pain and the extent that a lot of parents go through when they find out a trusted friend of the family does this to their children. I can start to imagine it. And it's just... I see, I see things in a different light after hearing the story. This was somebody that I would have conversations with, not on a regular basis, but every time I saw him in town or something like that. And he worked extra details as well. What's even more creepy is that he worked a detail at a uh, at places where kids were prevalent at, like these trampoline, you know, indoor trampoline arcade hangout spots for uh, fam for families to bring their kids to and everything like that. He he did a lot of those details. And by details, that's basically like the extra work that you get. You you know, you do your shift work and then you I guess on your days off or your off-duty hours, you can make extra money as an officer by being a security guard at some businesses and different places. And that's how they make their money, unfortunately, working all these extra hours. They lose a lot of their family time over it, right? So this is something that, you know, he did as well. I don't know if he specifically chose those or not, but I remember him, I remember talking to him about it. He said he didn't like it too much because there was always the families, like the, the parents were always getting into fights at these places and he had to break them up a lot. And he just, he didn't like it a, a whole lot from what he told me. But now knowing what I know, I mean, this dude had a lot of access to children. He had a lot of access to a lot of people. My God, man. Is there anything we could have done any better? I don't know. And kudos for the people that reported it, if it's true. I mean, we don't need people like that in positions of power. Because Reed was one of those cops that was moving up and was well-respected in the force from people I've talked to and he could have made you know he could have been in a position of power in the police department too I don't know if he could have been top dog chief one day or anything like that but he could have been you know a sergeant a lieutenant a captain he had those makings of him because of the awards he's gotten he's been recognized by the state uh the the Louisiana attorney general I think recognized him Kiwanis club over here recognized him and gave him the lawman of the year uh award so it was just like I said, everybody was shocked. They were floored by it. And I do want to say that everybody is innocent until proven guilty. He'll have his day in court. And it makes me think about that phrase, right? Innocent until proven guilty and why we have that. What's even more messed up is that the court of public opinion judges instantly right then and there and now, no matter what your charges are. And there are some stories I do have about people who were falsely accused, who went through the system. One in particular went through the system, got falsely accused, charged with, with pedophilia, rape, and spent, I think, 12 years in prison over it, over a false accusation. Imagine the hell that that man went through. There's other countless stories of people being falsely accused. Now, I don't know if this is a false false accusation or not. I'm not here to 
discuss that or debate that or not. I just know, I want to let people know that these monsters, they're, you know, they are tricky. They are slippery. And you don't know the next man you're working with. You don't know the person next to you half the time. You don't know who could be hiding their proclivities amongst you. So I always want to tell people, parents especially, just keep an open eye, a wide, wide open eye, and a very fearful protective arm over your children. You don't know what a family friend is going to do to your child. Like so many have done to their, you know, their friends' kids. You don't know what a police officer is going to do, what a teacher is going to do. You don't know what a politician is going to do, what a dopehead is going to do, right? You don't know. You don't know what a truck driver is going to do. All you can do is prepare for the worst and hope for the best in every situation with your child. And that's it. And I know the last episode I did was about next cop. And this one episode's about a cop, and I promise y'all this, this is not anything to bash police departments over or police officers. I know some people subscribe to the the ideal that uh, all cops are bastards, ACAP. I don't subscribe to that idea at all. I don't believe in that. I believe there are good officers out there. And I know there's going to be good officers who are listening or are going to be listening soon in the future. And just know that the public can support you. We will have your back. You stand up to tyranny. If you stand up to corruption, we will have your back. But y'all need to rise up. And it's hard to say, you know, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say that to you. Because I'm not in a, in a position where if I rise up against corruption, against police corruption, I'm not going to lose my job over it, right? I'm not going to lose... My, you know, my friendship's over it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have death threats hanging over me. I'm not gonna have people trying to end my career and never have the ability to work in the in the profession that I chose to work in. That's what the, these good cops have to face. That's what makes it hard to root out corruption in the police forces as well. But like I said, this episode is not to. Not to bash down on police or anything like that. These, this podcast is definitely not for that. It's, I just got this story recently and I waited a few days to reflect on it before I wanted to do this episode. And I actually had another episode lined up in mind before this, before I was going to do this. So, But I thought this was on my heart. Honestly, I don't know the message here. Maybe I'm just sharing with you what I'm going through and what I'm feeling about this situation. And it's not like it's the most important and prevalent situation in my life. I'm just taking an aspect of something that I found out and just laying it bare with y'all, my thoughts and feelings. I, I don't know how our society got to this way with pedophilia, with people thinking it's okay to do this to children, thinking that they'll get away with it thinking that they can have their their cake and eat it. No. This isn't right. And I understand the justice system 
the wheels turn so damn slowly. And then when they finally make their turn of completion, the sentencing that some of these pedophiles get infuriates the hell out of me. I've seen people go to jail for weed, go to jail longer than people who molest and rape children. There is something wrong with our sentencing laws and our judges in our country that do that. You can send a man to jail for weed for 20 years, but you'll send a pedophile who ruined an entire child's life or multiple children's life for less than 10 years sometimes. Two or three years. Probation. Suspended case. You know. Suspended sentence. What the hell is wrong with these judges that do that? I'm not saying all judges do it. There are some that are good. And I actually had them on TikTok. One judge who gave the full maximum sentence that she can give legally under the law. Under the charges that were given to her. A man got 22 years for molesting two children at his own at a daycare that he worked at or owned. And the judge ripped this asshole a whole new one. And I'm glad he did. I'm glad I mean I'm glad she did. I'm glad that she admonished this man and tore him down. I think I'm gonna go look into that case as well. But anyway, about Reed Copeland. I don't know if he's guilty or innocent. The fact that he ran points toward more of guilt than anything else. If I'm just being logical. But I don't have all the facts of the case. I don't know the whole story. So before you come after me and say, well, you don't know what really went on. You don't know what's going on. You need to keep your mouth shut. No, I have I have the, I have the right to be able to express myself as well. I have the ability to let people know what's going on. And share my thoughts and feelings on certain cases. Because this one did tear me up. This one did scare me. It threw me for a loop. So with that being said. All I can tell you is. Keep your kids close. Keep your kids safe. Protect all children even if they aren't your own. All parties are innocent until proven guilty by a court of law. And with that, folks, tread softly, carry a big stick. I love you guys. Bye.